Welcome to Northern Gold, the football podcast from the Evening Express Impression Journal. I'm Ryan Crail, as always, and joining me for this special episode, you'll find out why it's special in a minute, are Andy Skinner, all the way from Verona in Italy, and Sean Wallace, who is in Alicante, Spain. Firstly, how are we guys? I'm great, thanks. As you'd uh, imagine. <laughs> uh, li- likewise in Italy, all, all good over here. That's uh, yeah, nice and warm. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, we were discussing before we came on air that uh, Andy's got temperatures in a, around the, the 30 degree mark. I'm sure Sean isn't far away. If you don't know why the two guys are where they are, they're at pre-season training camps. Andy is with Ross County in Italy, while Sean is at the La Finca Resort with Aberdeen FC as they get ready and ramp up their preparations for the 2022-23 season. Firstly, guys, give us a sense of the place where our teams are trained at the moment, Andy. What's what are the facilities in Verona like for County? Very impressive. Yeah, this is my second day. Um, I've come along to to see how the the county squad are getting on, and it's it's a really nice resort. It's um, it's a four star hotel that they're in, which um, has access to I think seven pitches in total. Uh, obviously, with the warm weather aspect of it, you know the the players are, are kind of working really hard and, and sweating a lot. Uh, during the uh, the course of the training sessions, so I think they're pretty glad that there are a couple of pools on site as well that they can jump into at the end of their their sessions. Um, but no, it's it's a good setup. I think the players are are being fed well and everything's been laid on for them. Um, I've noticed as well that the Springboks under twenties rugby team are also based here. The I think they're preparing for a Six Nations tournament, which yeah, although it's the Six Nations countries that are involved South Africa and Georgia are also participating in that and it's happening um, in Italy quite quite soon so uh, the size of these under 20s players is, is quite uh, quite frightening as they wander about the hotel but no, I think that just shows that um, you know that it, it's very well established as a, a training base for for any sporting organization and county are certainly making the most of their their time over here very quickly could Alex Jakovitti is he big enough to get a game for the Spring- Springboks under 20s? I think he'd be the main contender from the current pool. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, Sh- Sean, how does how does the Dons, the facilities there at in La Finca, how do, how do they compare seven pitches and a pool, like a couple of pools, Andy's saying, do the Dons have similar? Yeah, they've just got the two pitches, oh, but dude. the facilities are fantastic. So, five-star uh, La Finca Golf Resort. It's about 25 minutes up the road from where I'm based on the coast. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful resort. Yeah, the training pitches are about a five, ten minute walk from the hotel, up completely isolated at the foot of the hills. The surface is like a bowling green, and there's a wee little gym beside the pitch they're using, where players can go in and use bikes and just sort of keep themselves ticking over. I was down there this morning at half ten, watched them train from half ten to twelve thirty. It started off quite sedate, the pace of the training, and then quickly ramped up. And, I mean, it was high-intensity stuff for the final hour or so. Uh, yeah, it's a very nice place here. Well, I mean, I've read in some of your coffee already this week. I think uh, it's it's not a resort that the Don the Don's are the first team to use it. I think Premier League teams have used it in the past, haven't they, and teams from around the world, which is, yeah, you know, yeah. well, that's a level Aberdeen are operating at, so that's what you'd expect, but it shows that, you know, big coaches, 
big players clearly rating the facilities. Yeah, I mean, Barcelona have used it before. Scotland were based here last summer, Steve Clark's squad. So I've ramped up the preparations for Euro 2020. The Croatian squad have trained here as well. Newcastle United, there have been a lot, a lot of clubs that use it. It's got a, a strong reputation out here in Spain. Sean, while I'm, while I'm speaking to you, what, uh, you mentioned a little bit of training this morning. What's what's Aberdeen's schedule like for the week? They're there. And as a secondary question, what sort of things do you expect them to do? Because at that level, I, I don't imagine Jim Goodwin's just got his players doing shuttles out in Spain. I think that would be a slight no. waste of time and that's all we're doing. So what, what sort of things are they up to? Yeah, well, they're... They're doing, especially well, particularly today, they're doing two sessions on the grass. There was a two-hour session this morning, then went away, had their lunch. I think there's a gym session and then a, another training session in the evening. And from watching them today, I mean, they were working on a lot of tactical stuff. And they had them set up where they were basically the attackers had to find a way to get through a back four. But it was all very compact, like on a small pitch, maybe like a half-size pitch, and very, very high high intensity. And they looked very sharp. I mean, it's only two weeks into pre-season training. And I know it's difficult to judge when you're just watching them on a training pitch, but they looked good. The, the one that really stood out for me was Bejuin. Yeah. I, I think he, he was fantastic. I mean, he was like pinging in worldies from like 30 yards, skinning people. He just looked really sharp. And uh, I think this could be a, a great season for him. Yeah, I think a lot of people have said that, that he's obviously had his, his six months to bed in now. Bazelwin and, I mean, big things were expected of him. They paid a, a big fee to get him across from Den Haag, um, 500 grand, I think it was. Uh, but yeah, and I'm sure Don's fans as well will be interested and excited to hear that, you know, Jim Goodwin's got the team working on breaking down back fours. I'm sure they work on that all the time, but a bit of focused training on it this week because, I mean, that's something that it's one of the complaints that's been levelled at the Dons after the last, over the last couple of years, isn't it? The fact that um, if a team camps in, they can sometimes struggle to have the creativity to, to break teams down. And I'm sure further signings will help with that. Andy, in terms of Ross County's schedule and the sort of things they're working on, have you seen similar things? Yeah, my arrangements have been slightly different in that I've not actually seen the team training for myself yet um, hoping to maybe do that later on this evening um, and later in the week as well um, but from having just chatted to Don Kerry I think uh, most of the emphasis really is on on the fitness side of it at this stage um, I think you know there will come a, a time when they you know structure the the way that they're going to play in the coming season um, yeah, I'm sure there will be little little elements of that um, just now but I think it's it's really just about the you know the sort of hard intensity that um, that they're putting in just now. Um, as I say, county aren't playing any any bounce games while they're over here. They're they're really looking to to maximise the uh, the time on the training pitch while uh, while they're in Italy and they play their first pre-season friendly back in Scotland against Brora next Wednesday. So it's. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you know the balls will certainly have been out on the, the training ground, but uh, I think the, the main emphasis on, is on trying to, to get the, the team, uh, you know, as fit and uh, kind of robust a, a shape as as possible. Really coming into this uh, start of, of action next week. 
Andy, there's been access to Malky Mackay already. There's been access to players, of course. Both clubs have been putting up the manager. And players for media access. We've also seen picks from, well, the Dons camp, certainly, and County have been posting picks on their social media as well. In, in terms of County, what, what are the big stories coming out of the camp at the moment? I know they're preparing for the new season, but signings, uh, signings have arrived, of course. You've spoken to some of the new guys, but more signings expected on the way as well? Very much so, yeah. No, it's, a, it's a really busy week in terms of activity. Um, you know, Plenty of work going on behind the scenes as well as on the training ground. Um, the two that have already um, you know, joined and, and, and signed up are Obura Edwards on loan from Bristol City and Kazim Oligbe, um, who's also on, on loan from Southampton. Both attacking players, which is an important area for, for County to strengthen and given... Um, the well-documented loss of Regan Charles-Cook, Joe Hungbo and Blair Spittle at the end of last season. So, you know, there's there's high hopes that the two players in particular can, can come in and uh, sort of compensate for some of the, the firepower that's been lost there. Um, two players that are maybe slightly different in terms of, uh, you know, their their background and their, their pathway, given that Edwards has already racked up 50 appearances during loan spells with Grimsby, Colchester and Exeter in the last few years. Um, From speaking to a number of counties staff during the course of the week, um, he's really impressed with the the speed uh, that he's shown. He's, uh, by all accounts, lightning fast, so very much high hopes for him. Whereas Oleg Bay is stepping into senior football for the first time, but um, has come into the, the county setup off the back of a um, a really good season in the under-23s league down south, where he was in the running for player of the season with uh, the Southampton team in Premier League 2. Uh, so, you know, two very intriguing signings. Um, I believe that there's there's another one that's very much imminent uh, and, and also in a, an attacking area. But, uh, no, I, th- I think county are, are really keen come the end of this week to have their squad virtually um, in place for uh, for the start of the season, which would make a, a huge um, sort of contrast from the stage that they were at at this point last season. They, you know, the, their recruitment went on right the way into August before you know they had a, a completed squad, and I think there's been a real effort uh, underway this time around to make sure that that uh, that isn't the case. Uh, this season. I know you want to get that bedding in process sorted early if you can, don't you? And Sean, after last week in Aberdeenland, there's a lot of bedding in to be done with the Dons. Was it five signings in the end last week to add to uh, yeah. Ramadani, who was brought in previously? Pretty much, pretty much most of them are going to be certainly by the end of the week out there in Spain, aren't they? What have you? What have you made of the ones you've seen so far? The ones you've talked to so far? What have you? What have you yeah. sort of? You know, garner from the conversations you've had with them. Well, I, I talked to a new defender, Anthony Stewart, yesterday. Uh, I mean, he spent the vast majority of his career at Wickham Wanderers, and at 29 years old, Aberdeen came in for him. And he says he just really fancied the big challenge of coming to a top flight club. He seems very confident, and he was adamant that he can help Aberdeen deliver clean sheets in the upcoming season, which, as every Aberdeen fan knows, was one of the main flaws last season. I think it was six clean sheets in 45 games or something. Uh, And I watched him in training, and he looks very good. He can read the game 
exceptionally well, very robust, physical. So I, I think he'll be a, a strong addition. Uh, spoke to the new keeper, Kel Roos, today, and I watched him in training as well. He was training alongside Joe Lewis. Uh, yet again, I mean, he seems like a confident player that came from Derby County. And Jaden Richardson, he's one that's impressed me so far. I like the look of him against uh, Bucky Thistle. And of course, Liam Scales, we all, we all know what he can do from his time at Celtic. And uh, Bojan Miowski, the he's set to get his medical today. Uh, he's coming into the Spanish training camp and uh, Aberdeen, I imagine, will be no hitches with that. Then he'll be able to train with the Dons for the rest of the week. But unfortunately, won't be able to journey back to Aberdeen with the squad because he's still the visa process still has to go through. So yeah. he'll, his debut will be delayed. But uh, Ibar Ramadani, he's expected in in the next day or so. His visa has been processed, but they're just now awaiting his uh, passport to come back from the visa department. Once that get comes through, he'll meet up with the squad. So he'll fly back with the Dons. And he'll be in contention for the, to make his debut against Brecon next Wednesday. Yeah, I'm sure the Dons fans will be eager to find out when they'll see Majowski as well, because he's, he's the, the signing so far that's really excited them. And obviously there's a frustrating visa process with... It's, it's not helped by Brexit and backups because of that. And Jim Goodwin's talked about that this week as well. Um, he's also... Well, actually, let's go back a little bit. In terms of the Bucky Thistle game, obviously it was 2-1 in the end to the Dons. Are there any takeaways? We haven't discussed that really on Northern Goal yet. Were there any takeaways from that game that, that stood out to you? Yeah, I just I, I just like the look of Richardson. I mean, I know there's a huge void to be filled with uh, Calvin Ramsey's transfer to Liverpool. And the moved very, very quickly to take in a right-back in Richardson. I mean... Nottingham Forest, I think it was, well, was £300,000 he paid for him in the transfer. So there's a lot of pressure on him to come in and hit the ground running, but I know it was only 45 minutes against the Highland League team in a friendly, a week into pre-season, but I liked what I saw. He's very, very quick, attacking, but on top of that, it looks like he's also very strong defensively. And I could see that today in the training when they did all these like, uh, setups. So I think he's going to be a good signing for Aberdeen. I think that was the main thing I took from the Bucky game, just how good he looked so early. I mean, Jim Goodwin's also been talking, or has talked previously about the hopes he has for Matty Kennedy, who's never really got going at Aberdeen, but I know, again, first game of pre-season against the Highland League side in Bucky Thistle, but the goal he scored to win the game was certainly a a cracking finish. Uh, Obviously, in that game as well, Jack McKenzie, probably the first-choice left-back at the moment going into the new season. He went off injured, and I think we're expecting that to be... um, not a considerable layoff, but one that will miss a good few weeks, yeah. Yeah, he didn't fly out to Spain with the Dons. He remained back in the Granite City to have a scan on a thigh injury. Uh, Aberdeen are awaiting confirmation on how bad it'll be, but Jim Goodwin says it's likely to be between two to six weeks, which is a a huge blow for McKenzie because the last thing you want is to pick up an injury in the first 
pre-season game. It's just a yeah. nightmare for him. So hopefully it's just the two weeks and he's back soon. A player that had a bit of a stop-start campaign last uh, season as well after breaking into the team. And I think uh, also this this current situation led to Mason Hancock, his um, a proposed loan for to go to Arbroath for the season in the Championship, I think the Dons, so that's possibly given Mason Hancock's left-sided, that's why that's been, well, the pl- plug's been pulled on that for now. Is is Hancock out there? Uh, yes, I think he is, yeah. Um, in terms of who else is there, Sean, Andy's obviously spoke about Ross County's ongoing business, um, also focusing on that side of things. Yeah, they're working hard on getting new transfers in. Uh, there's more to come. Uh, Stephen Gunn, he sits, he's been sitting watching training, but you could tell... He's very much on the on the ball with working on getting transfers across the line. I mean, it was five last week, and there'll be more to come. I wouldn't be surprised if Aberdeen's transfer incomings hit double figures this season or this summer. And I think Jim Goodwin's spoken this week again about um, his hopes that there could be a deal to be done for not just uh, Connor Ronan, but also Jamie McGrath as well. From speaking to him, he seemed, to me, it looked like the Ronan one was more likely. I mean, he made no no secret of the fact that he was a huge admirer of Ronan and he would like to work with him again. And, I mean, so I think Wolves, well, Wolves have, it's understood, they're willing to sell Ronan in the transfer window. So that is an option, but obviously Hearts are also interested in him. But you would hope... The, the the relationship Goodwin's got with Ronan, having taken him in on loan from Wolves to St Mirren last season and working with him for eight months before taking over at Aberdeen, you would think that would maybe swing it in Goodwin's favour. As regards McGrath, again, he, he said that he was a player that he hugely admired and would like to work with again, but he said he's on a long-term deal at Wigan. He's only been there six months and he fully expects McGrath to meet up with Wigan for pre-season and work through at least a, a large portion of the pre-season to try and impress the new manager. He refused to rule out a potential move for McGrath, but admitted it'd probably be very late in the transfer window. And what I liked was that he confirmed that he had advised McGrath to join Aberdeen in January. So Aberdeen made a bid to sign the midfielder in the winter window, but ultimately he didn't listen to Goodwin's advice and opted to go to Wigan Athletic. However, he's made just the three starts for the eventual League One winners. And, I mean, with Wigan now going up to the Championship, you would imagine that he's even more unlikely to get a start. So, hopefully something could be done, because he is a player that I've always liked. 17 goals from midfield in the 2020. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But as you said, Conor Ronan, Jim McGrath, sure there's a, sure there's a chance we'll get one of them. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I would think definitely one. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. The fans will like hearing that. Uh, the Dons, they released their new home and away kit at the end of last week, inspired by 1982-83, the season, of course, where the European Cup Winners' Cup was claimed in Gothenburg. Met with universal acclaim, I think the home kit in particular is a thing of beauty, brings back the, you know, brings back memories, evokes memories of Willie Miller, John Hewitt, Alex McLeish, Eric Black, all the, the biggest legends in Aberdeen's club history. Andy, are we 
Are we any closer to getting a new county strip where there's been nothing yet, has there? No, nothing as yet. Um, I don't know if they're maybe planning to spring a surprise on the Staggies fans that go up to, to Brora next Wednesday. Um, potentially the following Saturday, away to Bucky where they start their competitive season. Uh, you'd, you'd have to think that there would be something uh, in place before then, but uh, I suppose we won't find out uh, this week because, uh, as we've as we've mentioned, they're not playing any games, so might be one for when we're uh, when we're back in Scotland. Right then, guys, thank you very much. I'll let you both get back to your holidays now. Thank you for joining me. Don't bother. Thanks. Can you hear this swimming yeah, pool? I can, I can barely hear it, Sean, over the sound of, I think it's maybe grasshoppers that are I think that's, through Andy's mic. I think that's me. I, they were, I listened back <laughs> to my uh, piece to camera yesterday and they were, uh, and just about every interview that I've done so far, actually, and you can hear them uh, very distinctly in the background. So I don't know what they are, but... Uh, I think they're a Swiss, they're a Swiss football <laughs> they're team, constant. Andy, I think. <laughs> it must be training uh, there. Anyway, enough dad jokes so we'll let these lucky swines get on with their time in Spain and Italy keep an eye on the Press and Journal and Evening Express socials over the coming days for updates from both Sean and Andy as well as the PNJ website for all their latest stories and videos and things like that if you enjoyed this episode of Northern Goal like and subscribe in your favourite podcast app you can email any questions or queries to Northern Goal at dctmedia.co.uk as always and we'll catch you next week see you later Hope you loved the episode, and if you did, we'd be grateful if you could leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to pick up your copies of the Press and Journal and Evening Express every day for the best football writing and analysis in the North.